Hello, and welcome to Coffee in a Notepad, where we talk about all things business, entrepreneurship, and creating success on your own terms. My name is Kaffa Hall. I am the host of the show, and today I am joined with my friend Melanie L. Denny of Resume Evolution. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to see you. Happy you're here. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited for this. Yay. So before we get started, because I have lots and lots of questions, and most of my questions are because this is going to be about me. So prepare to be like my own coach for today. Um, We are preparing for the new year. People are thinking about resolutions. People are reinventing themselves. Uh, So I wanted to know from you, what do you plan to leave in 2023 and bring into 2024? You know, that's, that's, that's an interesting question for me because yes, usually like years ago, I'd be like, okay, new year, new me, what are we doing? What's the game plan for the year? And <laughs> honestly, this year, I'm just like next month, <laughs> you know, in January, next month, it's not a big transition for me this year. So I don't really have a distinct like what I'm leaving behind, I'm just const- on a constant growth, you know, trajectory and trying to be better and do better. And so it's just going into a new month for me, child. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about bringing into the next month? Is there anything that you've noticed in how you've grown in the last month or something new you've done that you're like, yes, I want to keep doing this? Um, I think I want to really focus in more on a lot more speaking engagements, something that I've always loved ever since yeah. like eighth grade, we had an elocution and I was so excited to do my speech. And like, I was basically dancing off the stage cause I was so happy. <laughs> right. And I didn't realize until I was adult that that was a sign, like it's something I'm passionate about. And so mm-hmm. really want to make sure that I incorporate that because I get excited and I get happy and I get joyful when I'm able to speak and teach and just share a message with folks and empower people and, you know, share my expertise. So I definitely want to focus a lot more on that in the coming months and years. Oh, good. Well, look, then the podcast was the perfect thing for you to do. Just continuing to check those things off. Exactly. It's written in the start. Yeah. I didn't really like public speaking. I can remember I had to give a speech in like eighth grade. Um, and I kept changing my speech up until the last minute. Like they had us practicing it. And every time I was like, nope, that doesn't sound right. Nope, that doesn't sound right. And my teacher was eventually like, Kiafa, whatever, like, whatever is going to be, it's going to be. Like I did not like it. So I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, I'm getting more comfortable with speaking publicly and, and even on this, right. Learning how to just be okay with not overthinking the conversation, but it is definitely a skill set to want to be on stage. Yes. What makes you most excited about that though? I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't really pinpoint what exactly about it gets me excited, but I know once I'm doing it, like at first, sometimes, depending on what I'm talking about, I could be a little bit nervous, but after the first sentence, I'm usually fine. I'm flowing. I'm good. And by the end, I'm high. I'm all the way up here. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe I should explore that. Maybe I'll journal. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. And listen, if it is for you, it is for you. It, if it makes you happy, do it. And I'm just glad to be able to contribute to that goal of like continuing to speak up, speak out, be present and, you know, sm- spread your message. So That's I'm right. here for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Maybe I should add that to my my little to-do list for 2020, put more things out there. And maybe after this conversation, I, I will. I'll get past that stage fright of eighth grade <laughs> and keep it moving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So a little bit about you. You are um, CEO of Resume Evolution, where you work with women of color to platform themselves. Can you tell us a little bit about what the mission of your organization is and why you came to establish Resume Evolution? Yes. Okay. So going all the way back to when I first started my business back in like 2009-ish, it was resume evolution. I started a resume business and I knew I always wanted it to be a pun because you're coming to me to get your resume done so you could evolve and continuously Mm -hmm. evolve. And so you're going to resume your evolution by, you know, leveling up to the next job, et cetera. I thought it was pretty brilliant, whatever. (laughs) And so throughout the years, you know, I built the business and everything and I really, really, really found excitement and joy in not the actual writing of the resume because that got old kind of kind of fast. But it was more about the clients and them recognizing that they had something special and me being able to pull that out of them. Like, you don't just go to work and do your job and go home because a lot of them had that kind of attitude. Like, I I don't know. I just do my job and go home, you know, and it's like, "Mm, wait a minute, because they're giving you a paycheck, right? So what are you giving them in exchange for that money? It's something of value. They're not going to give you money if you're not valuable to their organization. So we got to figure out how you're adding that value. And so that was the pieces that I really loved. I really enjoyed that part. And it was when the clients would like kind of say, oh, yeah, I, you know what? I am valuable. You know, I am special. You know what? I do deserve this next level. I do deserve that leadership role. That was the part that really kept me going. Yeah. And so even though I was over like the actual resume writing part, you know, after 13 years, I was just like, I'm over this. I don't want to do job search stuff anymore i want i don't want to hear about a job i don't want to see another <laughs> resume right because i was just so burnt out and what i know about myself is i need change i thrive off of change and i i i had been thinking about making a change i just didn't know what else because i went so hard to immerse myself in this industry and so everyone knew melanie equals resumes mm. and i lost myself as a part of that process as well, building the business and my identity and all of these things. So now when it's time, like, okay, man, I know this is done, but what, what, what now? What's next? I had to do a lot of soul searching. So 2022 was my year of uncertainty. I had never been through that. I always had a game plan. I always knew what I wanted. Right. And that year I was like, who, who am I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what am I doing if it's not a resume what am I doing if it's not job search what am I talking about and so that same year I had did a presentation um, for other 
career professionals, teaching them how to coach your clients on salary negotiation. That's not the point. The point is, as an honorarium, I got a, you know, to take a free certification. So I chose digital branding because I felt like that was a big part of what I was doing. Like I said, helping you figure out what your value is, you know, what makes you special, unique. And I had recognized that this was something a lot of resume writers are not as good at, right? And that's what separated me from other resume writers. And so I was like, all right, let's do this digital branding thing. And that really excited me. I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. And I was thinking deeper, like, okay, who do I want to help, mm. right? Because do I still want to work with, you know, professionals? Because I don't want them to get confused and think they come to me for job stuff because right. you're not. <laughs> right, but then I was right. like, do I really want to work with business owners? And even though I had built, you know, a good business and I had been coaching other resume writers, I didn't, I never really saw myself in that business coach lane. Yeah. So what does that look like? So I had to kind of do some, you know, soul searching. Soul searching. <laughs> and funny enough, I kind of mentioned in passing that I coach other resume writers. Well, that came as a result of me recognizing that the resume writers that look like me, they weren't charging their worth. They weren't showing up as powerfully as some of these other folks. And so I was like, I'm going to be the change they need to see. <laughs> <laughs> and I started mentoring them and showing them, like, you can charge more. Hey, this is how you really elevate your skills in resume writing, et cetera. And funny enough, I never said in any of my marketing, you know, black resume writers, people of color, never. I always just mm -hmm. said newbie resume writers looking to build their business. 90 plus percent of the people were black women mm. and i created that space for them to feel safe in this industry because it's predominantly white, white. as many yeah. industries are and so that really you know i took note of that and you know when all the things was happening with george floyd and all that really opened my eyes to some other things in the industry and i was like you know what i gotta go hard for my people yeah and so now coming back to you know, the, the story I was telling before, I decided I want to help my people, black women, the ones who look like me, because we have a very unique set of challenges that only we kind of understand. Understand. And so, yeah. And so when it comes to building, you know, our brands and putting ourselves out there, there are a lot of things that we deal with that others simply do not. And I want to help us to overcome those things. And so that's why, long story. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's why you got here. And yes. it seems like you were noticing like people weren't truly platforming themselves. They weren't highlighting what made them special. And I think that that, even for me, is a struggle. Like you, you tend to downplay the things that you do is, oh, these were just the things that come with the work, right? It's not that big of a deal. So when you're writing your resume, sure, it says, like, I led a team or I, you know, worked on a project, but you don't really think about 
it could it, it wasn't anybody else that could do it it was you that was able to make this so why do you think there's such a struggle for black women in particular to be loud about who they are and what makes them special i think there's there's quite a few things quite a few layers to this but I think one of the most prominent ones that stick out to me and just talking to my clients and like helping them work through those things is that they have been conditioned to not be loud, right? And not be um, demanding because they come off automatically as this angry black woman, as mm. combative, as aggressive. And we feel like if someone sees us in that way, especially someone in a position of power, like our boss, then it will hinder our progression. And so we, we, I think subconsciously kind of show up in a little, a muted version of ourselves so that we don't cross that line and then, you know, get stunted in our career because we're deemed angry. Mm. When we're just passionate. Yes. <laughs> passionate is what I would say. Oh, yes. it is. And I, <laughs> I know I've definitely been, you know, called the bitch and this and that. And I really, I own it. I'm like, all right, call me. That's what it is. That's what I am. It's fine. But at the end of the day, what you're going to do is you're going to respect me. You don't have to yeah. like me, but you're going to yeah. respect me. Right. And it's like when it comes to business and, you know, work. It's scary because we feel like we need that job because we need that paycheck. And so we do what we got to do to kind of keep the job safe. And then we go home and we're just a whole different person <laughs> and we finally let loose and then we're venting and then we're, you know, because we have been walking around all day as a shell of ourselves. Mm. So what I'm hearing is that it's like, it's an unconditioning that you're working with your clients to do to break them out of using small words to describe themselves or to highlight themselves. So what are some, where do you notice that women kind of struggle with like allowing themselves to shine? Like how do you get them or how do you help to say, no, don't just diminish yourself with that word. Like what is it that you see women should mm -hmm. do or could do to to bring that part out a little bit more i think it's about how they see themselves like self-perception mm. and then really digging is about first you got to dig deep into figuring out and recognizing this is a thing that i do and recognizing figure out where it came from why Right. And so a lot of times it's growing up, you know, our parents just trying to protect us and try to make sure we're good because you always hear the phrase, you got to work twice as hard. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody knew that line before it was even uttered by. Yes. Papa Pope. So. <laughs> yeah, we we knew it. We all was are able to finish that sentence. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Right. Our our parents lived in a different time. Yeah. Right. And so now I feel like we recognize that we are now in a different time. And no, 
I don't, I shouldn't have to work twice as hard because my, what I, what I've come to recognize with me and uh, uh, most of my clients, not all of them, is our like half ass is still mm-hmm. above average. Yeah. That's how much we move in excellence because of that conditioning. Yeah. Right. So recognizing that it's like, okay, so you know what, Mel, you're right. Because I overthink this all the time. I overthink everything that I do. I want to make sure that it's perfect before I put it out. I want to make sure like, you know, I've covered everything and all these things. And it's like, girl, just show up and do what you do. Mm. Right. And so it's really about helping them recognize that you are doing this. Here's why you're doing it. And what if you didn't do it that way? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of challenging them to do it without that added pressure and just put something out and see what happens, you know, yeah. or or talk about something, talk about themselves and see what happens. Or and then a lot of times, too, and this is going back to my resume clients, a lot of times it was just like I I was there to sell this person on a piece of on a word doc. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm here to market you. I'm here to showcase you. I'm here to make you shine. And so sometimes they'll get it back and be like, is this, this is me? Like, Mm. you make me sound so good. I'm like, show me the lie. (laughs) Show me the lie. And then we can adjust. (laughs) There's no lies. These are the facts. Yeah. These are facts. It's not about being, you know, boastful or arrogant it's about stating the facts and when it comes to business the numbers do not lie mm-hmm. and what you look like and you know if you wear weave or not does not take away from the numbers that you're producing yeah that's good advice like it and it's interesting that it takes someone else to be kind of the mirror to them right like th- I, I will even like I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about me and and particularly this journey that I've had with even launching the podcast, stepping out on my own to, you know, start my own business and the uncertainty of that, trying to sell yourself. You also have to kind of believe the things that you want other people to believe about you. So there's so I had a friend who said to me one time she was a VP Um VP for an organization. She had been in like high roles in government. She had been in high roles in education. She had like, this woman was phenomenal, went to top schools all her life. And she couldn't, didn't feel like she was capable of this particular job, which I, I looked at her and I was like, I cannot believe that you're saying this. Cause this is someone I'm looking at and saying, I want to be like you, right? You walk into a room and I absolutely notice you, but you're telling me, no, this is this is not how I see myself. And so she was just sharing one day and she said, um, her friend told her, go back and look at your resume. Go back and look at all the things that you have done so that you can remind yourself. Right. And it took her friend like pointing out, like no one else did those things, but you have to like someone else is a mirror. Like it's such a struggle for us to be able to see it for ourselves 
someone else has to be like, no, this is good. So when someone comes to me and they're like, I listened to this episode of your podcast and I really resonated when you said X, Y, and Z, when all I'm thinking is I'm just having a conversation and I'm reflecting on my own journey, but someone else is hearing something different and they're saying, I can see why that's important. I can see how you did that. And you're like, what? What do you mean? Like, yeah. I, I that's just a regular Tuesday for me. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because a lot of times when I'm, you know, I'm working with clients or whatnot, and it's like, okay, we're talking about building your brand. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't have anything to say. Girl, tell your story. Mm. That's value right there. Tell your story. Yeah. So what me, what does that mean? What is tell your story? Mm-hmm. What's the storytelling supposed to look like? Yeah. So it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times with people feel like I don't have stories to tell, but it's only because they don't want to, they don't want to give up the juicy stuff. <laughs> and by the juicy <laughs> stuff, I mean, we want to, we want to portray ourselves like we got it all together all the time. Right. <laughs> and so we feel like we don't have a story to tell because, you know, basically we're trying to omit the struggle. That's mm-hmm. the part we need to hear. We want to hear mm-hmm. the struggle. Because in your struggle, we see that you've overcome your struggle and now you're here. And I see myself in your struggle. I have inspiration that, oh, I can still make it. That alone is valuable. And so, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's not about putting all your business on front street. <laughs> right. And I always say, if you're still going through things or if you still feel, you know, sensitive about something you went through, don't share that. Yeah. Because the internet is brutal and you're probably not ready for any th- questions that may come or anything, you know, don't share that. But if you have, you know, surpassed it and you're over it and you see it as a blessing now, share that story. And this yeah. could be in anything. In anything, in personal, in in you know motherhood, in business, at work, in family dynamics, what did you struggle with? What did you recognize? And what was your lesson? Mm. It could repeat always those, be re- repeat those again. Repeat those words. What's the story? What was the struggle? And what was the lesson? Yes. What was the, what was the challenge? What was the what was the um the journey? Journey. I don't know. You gotta rewind it and, and <laughs> run back if you want to remember. <laughs> but that's the thing that people resonate with, and that's the authenticity piece that I feel like is missing, and but it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of sharing stuff with the internet, mm-hmm. how do you? Be yourself and live boldly, but also maintain privacy. Like, I do think that there's a struggle with working, like being your own boss, right? When you when you are running your own company, people want to see the, the person. Yeah. And me, I am a pretty private person. Like, I have friends who who, you know, know me, family members or whatever, but there are a lot of things that I'm like, even with them, I don't know how much I want to share or, you know, I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about like, if I share too much, what what's going to happen? So if I'm doing this with people who are close to me, now you're saying, no, you put yourself out there for the rest of the world. Um, 
how do you balance like being authentically you having possibly a big personality and being a little goofy and mm -hmm. or whatever your version of authenticity is but also being like but that's not for the world right and it yep. may not even be for my business like depending on what you do why is it important for my personality to be entangled in that so how do you mm -hmm. how do you show up truly as yourself and start to build a brand um but also maintaining some of that separation between who you are and who the public world should know about you that's an excellent question so here's the thing with that i think I definitely don't believe in putting all your business out there. I do not put all my business out there. People do not know my <laughs> personal lives at all, but they think they know. Because mm. I give just enough so they think they know, right? I may do a post about how, you know, when after I had my twins, I really struggled with business. I had postpartum. So now they think they know all about Mel <laughs> and her mm -hmm. issues. But I just gave you a, a one line in a post and now you resonated with that post and it's not going deep into all the things. Oh, I had therapy and I did this and this happened that day and that, and I lost it that day and I was crying in the closet all day. Like all those extra details are not necessary. You just kind of have to state like, this is what I went through and you go as deep as you choose to, to go or not. But I think what's the most important part in terms of that balance is making sure that whatever you're putting out is going to be directly tied to whatever your end message is. You know, I'm not saying put everything out there because a lot of that stuff is irrelevant. And now people just being nosy because <laughs> you're putting out random stuff that's gossipy. Not about that. It's about what have I been through that my client or my people that I want to reach are also going through that we can connect on. Yeah. And then the other part is picking your topics and sticking to those topics. Right. So if you're in business, I have a client, for example, she does project management and she wants to help other project management professionals who look like her. Shout out mm -hmm. to black girls um, <laughs> <laughs> to run their projects better and, you know, advance in this industry. And yeah. she, all she talks about is project management and how, you know, the challenges that she has had over the years in project management. And then, but she shows up and she's in the car and she's just talking. So now people feel like, yeah, I can relate. I, I, you know, I know Mark, I know her, I know her because she shows up as herself in her own voice and her own tone. And she's talking about her experiences. Mm -hmm. They don't know nothing about where she live at. They don't know if she's married or single. They don't know how many kids she have, mm -hmm. but they still feel connected to her. So it's really just about being selective and strategic about what you share, how you share it, and then infusing your personality into mm -hmm. how you deliver it. I think that's that having that nice balance is how you would achieve that. Yeah. Is there, have you ever come across like a personality where you're like, okay, for your, for your brand, maybe we need to tone this in, or is there like aspects of a person where you're like, mm, this, let's, let's not make this part of our personal brand. Has that ever been a thing? No, not for me no. because <laughs> no, because I firmly believe at the end of the day, your people are your people. Mm -hmm. If you're showing up authentically as who you are, your people will find you, baby, mm. and they're going to love you for it. No matter what industry, what you do, 
it doesn't matter. Your people will love you. And the people yeah. who don't are not your people. As they say, there's a lid for every pot, right? <clears throat> This is what it is. Lid for every pot. So we we we're talking right, and we're talking about living out loud and and highlighting your authentic self, right, and using your unique positioning to like highlight why you should be great. I want to know what are some of the things that people can do to <clears throat> to platform themselves to make themselves stand out. Like you mentioned, you like to public speak. So whatever opportunity you're getting from now, next month, month after that, you want to make sure that that includes public speaking. For me, that's learning how to have these type of conversations and tell my story through connecting with other people. What are some other ways that people can start to uh, show show up and show out, right? And, and create a brand for themselves? Love that. Oh my God. It's Endless, endless possibilities of how you could do that. And I think it, it it matters how you do it because how you do it has to align with who you are, right? So if you're, like you said, you're not a public speaker, you're not trying to go on all, everybody's stage and do all the things, you can have more intimate conversation. You can have more, maybe a smaller group conversation or do panel discussions or things like that. Um, I think however you choose to put your message out, it's about putting the message out and making sure you're showing up at places that your people are. So if you want to use the internet, for example, because I do believe in building a brand in the real world, not just online, because your online <clears throat> brand is supposed to be a reflection of your real world <laughs> situations. So yeah. So if you want to stick with less, you know, for the sake of the conversation, stick with online. It could be you showing up on TikTok. It could be you um, doing a YouTube it could be you blogging, just putting out articles. It could just be you posting on LinkedIn about your experience. It could just be your Facebook page. You could do an Instagram and you never have to show your face, you know, and it's just a bunch of voiceovers over things or whatnot. But you have a message, people will resonate. And I yeah. think, you know, if you want to take it back to now in the real world, it's about having those more meaningful conversations with real people that physical touch, you know, look at someone in the eye, having those conversations. So that may look like going to networking events, going yeah. to conferences and mingling and talking to people. And, you know, sh again, sharing your story, share what you do, share your expertise, share your vision, you know, for the industry or for the world or whatever you have with other people who are interested in that topic because they're all at the same, you know, event that yeah. is centered around that topic and things like that. Um, and those things will give you more opportunity to do whatever. Yeah. So it's, oh, you know what? You need to come and teach this class I I want to do, or you need to come speak yeah. to my whatever, or, hey, I want to hire you <laughs> for something. It happens because you're sharing. And I think it doesn't matter where you share, but the fact that you are sharing, and again, being strategic, where you share in terms of making sure you're talking to your people. So you're yeah. not going to go you know, to a church and talk about, I don't know, atheism like that don't make no sense you're gonna get booed, <laughs> right <laughs> you have to you know make sure that the people that you're interacting with are going to resonate with your message yeah and you know it's a very good point like we kind of shifted into creating that brand or you know showing up immediately being the internet and i think that we 
that society has kind of trained us to believe like if people don't see you online then you don't exist that you're not important um but it's true like that face-to-face interactions are just as important and probably also because as you were talking i was thinking back on like okay if i told you this is going to be kind of a personal thing for me right so (laughs) um but thinking back on like pulling out, going to your resume and thinking about what makes you special, what makes you unique. It's not just what you did, but how you did it. And so what I learned is that if I'm put on the spot for something, I'm not great at like demonstrating on the spot or coming up with like the solution on the spot, especially if it's a lot of people, because that's a lot of pressure. But I spent a lot of time doing one-on-ones. I would walk down the hallway to someone's office to sit in their office to work on something. I would, if I was having a challenge with IT, I made friends in the IT department and I sat with them. I mean, like, I don't just want to know what, like, this isn't just my request. I want to know how it works. Because if I also understand the back end, then I can also help you to do these things, right? If I, I... So the one-on-one going into the spaces is where I think made the work easier for me, made me more successful because, no, I I don't want to be on the stage. I don't need to be center stage. But having that one-on-one interaction was probably why a lot of things got done. Like people, you I, you know, provided attention. And so to, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, yeah, people don't put enough stock into building who you are and and showing up is also just physically showing up. Like, like what are you doing as a person? Your persona online is not enough because most of the time, the people that are going to interact with your page online are never going to see you in person. They're never going to be the ones that get to know who you are. So, yes, I think one of the the things that always used to, I don't know, shock me or I just couldn't wrap my head around it is where I would go somewhere and speak in real life in person and people would come to me and be like, oh my God, so great to finally meet you. I've been following you for so long. (laughs) Or they'll say, oh my God, I heard about you. My friend told me about you and then I followed you and now here you are. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) nice to meet you don't know these people at all and it's like it's that that real world and and they and they tend to say my god you're just like how you are online oh Mm. you're just this you're that and it's like yeah because i don't really know how to put on a front or fake or i i'm not good at it i i just (laughs) like uh right and i think that made what i did so much more meaningful because mm-hmm. I felt like I was actually impacting people to the point mm-hmm. where they felt the need to come and talk to me. You know what I mean? And I think at the end of it all, yeah, I could post online all day. People could like your stuff all day. But it's a different thing when a real person can touch you and hug you and shake your hand and say in your eyes, you know, I love your message or whatever. So, yeah, that really makes it. Real. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. Do you think that there's something particular about this time in existence or this moment 
um, that makes standing up and standing out important. Like it's not something to just take as, I'll do it at another time. Like you need to really invest in showing up and, and uh, being front and center. You mean I don't think I would be a very good personal branding consultant. <laughs> did it right. So I do. Here's the thing about this time that we're living in: AI, people scamming on the internet. You know these fake personas, bots. It's so much fake stuff floating around the internet. It's harder and harder for people to trust, right? And I think when you show up real and authentic, it's refreshing mm -hmm. and people are drawn to it because they're so tired of getting <laughs> bamboozled out here on the internet. And so I think it's way, it's very important now to show up authentically, but it's also kind of easier for you to make a name for yourself because of who you are, just being who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think now your personality and infusing just, you know, you, how you talk and all that. I think that is the secret sauce now mm -hmm. because everybody is trying to be who they think they should be based on some other influencer that has 10 million followers just because they feel like that's the mm -hmm. blueprint. But that's not your blueprint. That's that was yeah. theirs. What is your blueprint? And I think now. Just showing up authentic is the, the new wave. And I think people appreciate just the realness versus all of these wannabe fake persona, AI driven. It's just a lot. Yeah. yeah people <laughs> are more discerning, right? I think yeah. people can, I, I think people are also getting smarter about discerning between what people are just using what they think like you said, influencer culture, what given what you think people want and know that this is how you move through life. Yeah, yeah. I think that's valuable. When do you think, so we've struggled. I, I You mentioned um, that a lot of our process and why why you're, you notice maybe women kind of diminish their their achievements and kind of downplay is kind of the way that we've been brought up, right? By our parents, maybe by society, just the time that we were born. And now we're going to have a clearly a, a whole nother generation of young women coming up behind that that's not their experience. Their whole lives have been in the public space. They've lived in this world where social media is a thing. And they share everything about themselves. So they already have the leg up on platforming themselves. They're so much better at it. But what are some, some things that if you were talking to someone coming out of college now or even high school, and now they are trying to figure out who they are in a professional space um, or what they want to, how they want to contribute to society. Like, how would you say, how would you reach them and say, these are the things you need to do? Thinking about, they've already learned how to be in front of the camera. What are, what are some other mm -hmm. things that they need to consider? I would say for the young folks, it's, they, get, they get such a bad rap, but I respect them. Because I do too. They, they know what they want and they're not playing no games. 
<laughs> so I think it's really just more for, for me, I think it would be more about them understanding the value that they're, that they're bringing and being able to articulate that. Because I think a lot of times it's just, you know, we, we, we hear, we bop and bop, bop. And then they see like all the likes or whatever they're getting. And they feel like that's the value. And it's like, mm, like, dig a little deeper than that. Like, why are people resonating with this? And, you know, I think they may not be thinking as deeply into the things that they're doing, the decisions they make. They may just be doing it for that, that instant dopamine, if that makes sense, you know? And I think over time they'll start to recognize like, why was I doing all that? What is the meaning of all of this? (laughs) And then how does that play into life and career? Because now college, what? Mm. I'm going to be a YouTuber. Right. Mm. And so now they feel like their skill, like you said, is getting on the camera and talking and if it works they feel like they've made it but i also feel like what else what what else you know does that bring to the world if that makes sense i think i I think i may have went too deep no but but when i'm also hearing right maybe it's the same struggle that we have because they do have a skill set the reality is is that they have a talent that maybe we have to work at cultivating that comes natural for them. So that is their unique set. They have, they creating a a TikTok uh, video or YouTube video isn't something that they have to think that hard about. Um, And that's, I give them all credit. I'm, I'm always a proponent of saying like, bring someone else in who is passionate. This is their world. This is what they know um and allow them to use that talent but what i'm hearing is that there's still the struggle of that know your worth right the way you do it is going to be unique to you it's going to be unique to your presence and so how do you how do you put a dollar sign on that right i think that that's what i'm hearing yes but that's that's different than the struggles that we have right because it's just a different you, dynamic but it's, the it's same, a different yeah. dynamic yeah because even as you're saying like you love you want to do more speaking events and stuff right but at some point you got to be like but how much is that speaking event going to add to you know mm-hmm. my net worth how much is that going to contribute to me being able to get to even bigger platforms right. um and so is there is there a technique is there a guy that we should be looking at to kind of put money money (laughs) behind your your brand that's so dependent on what you do how you do it who's paying you where your money's coming from I can't necessarily say, okay, these are the ways in which you got to make sure you get get paid because people are getting paid now to, to snuggle like let's let's be real you don't have to go to a corporate job and apply you don't need a resume you know <laughs> like there's people on tiktok that are getting paid because they they color my me and my daughter now are into like coloring because on tiktok they just put the camera and they color and they color so beautifully and they're getting paid yeah. for that and so i can't say like there needs to be these things because people are getting paid all type of different creative ways now that I don't even know sometimes how you making money <laughs> and they making money, you know, yeah. no, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess it just all boils down to what you believe is is worth it and what see what offers come to the table. But if you're not putting yourself out there, right? Right. You won't know. That person yep. who decided to put a camera up while they are coloring didn't know that this was going to be as possibly as lucrative to them as it is. So even in that, thinking about what are the other things that are hiding in who you are and what your talents are, um, you don't know if someone else is going to find value in that if you never share it with the world. If I don't color in public or show people my ability to color, how would I know that it is valuable? Correct. So, and how can you make an impact? You can't. You just you you you're being selfish. How dare you deprive us, <laughs> right, of your skills and your expertise and your passions and your unique gifts? Yeah, it's an inspiration. So now my daughter's like, can I, if I practice, can I be good at like her? I'm like, absolutely. Who knows? Now she may grow up and be an artist because this one lady decided to show up on TikTok and color. You know, that's impact now. Wait a minute now. <laughs> that's impact. Yeah. yeah. But again, like you said, you have to show up. You have to show and up. The, the other part is she never, she barely shows her face. Yeah. Yeah. There's a she lot. There, yeah, yeah, that's true. You do not, your face isn't your brand. Not mm. necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily. If you, that, you, so your, your brand can be what, however you, you decide is going to be most comfortable and authentic to you. Yeah. So for her, her brand is her voice. Because mm -hmm. she, she, she talks while she colors and her voice is, she has a very nice voice. And she's telling, she's coloring, that's her brand. We don't really care what she look like, honestly. <laughs> that's true. Hmm. Let me, let me start, start uh, thinking about some things that I, I need to be putting out right. there. This generation <laughs> that you never know. Just taking their hobbies and their interests and yeah. making it work for them, which I have to respect. Yeah. And it sounds like to me, when you're thinking about I I'm I'm feeling like we overthink what platforming yourself looks like, what living out loud looks like. It sounds like exists. And exists in a way that makes other people want to exist with you. I love that. My, the name of my program is Empowered Presence. Mm. It's just about being, powerfully being, resting in your authenticity. That's it. That's mm. what it's all about. That's what's all I have. A, I have a client. We just kind of wrapped up or whatnot. And she was like, oh, I went to this conference and I hadn't seen these people in like a year. And they kept saying, you you just you seem different. You just you seem different. And she said she she believes it's because of empowered presence. Like she literally walked in with a new renewed sense of comfort and confidence in who she was just being her. Mm -hmm. And that's all she needed to be able to make an impact and people saw the change. Yeah. Yeah. So if there are like three tips that you could leave for someone, cause I feel like I started this like, all right, I need to, I need to know what I need to do to kind of 
put myself out there a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. To get past these reservations. But it just sounds like just be okay with what I got from me is be okay with sharing a little bit more. Just exist as you are comfortable existing and those who are meant to come to connect with you will. So Mm -hmm. if there are three other tips Mm -hmm. that you think are important, what would they be for my listeners to uh, take away? I would say it's the, number one, get that clarity, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, who do you, do you want to make an impact? Who do you want to impact? How do you want to impact them? How do you want to make them feel? Get clear on that stuff. Because a lot of times like, I want to build a brand. Like, okay, cool. Why? I don't know. Cause I feel like I need to be on LinkedIn more <laughs> because <laughs> right. There has to be that underlying core desire and clarity around why you are doing this work. Why are you putting yourself out there? Yeah. Right. And it could be about you and it could also be about other people. Yeah. And it, it really should be both. And so get that clarity. It would be my tip. Number one, tip number two is embrace authenticity as much as possible. Embrace mm-hmm. it as much as possible and check yourself, right? So if you're feeling like you're walking to a room or a meeting or whatnot and you feel like you're shrinking, check yourself. Why am I shrinking right now? How come I don't, I have something to say. How come I'm not going to say it in this meeting today? And sometimes it's rooted in just your limiting beliefs. You're, mm-hmm. You have preconceived notions about people in the room. You're assuming things about the situation or whatnot. And therefore, you're not playing all the way and you're shrinking yourself. So I would definitely check that. Check your authenticity because most of the time, it's made up in your head. (laughs) Most of the time, it's made up in your head. So, and then my number three would be... um, Keep going. Mm. just keep going I have I have my own story about this you know even this year I I so starting Empower Presence and all that it's relatively new right I've been resume writing 13 years last December a year ago I shut that down and I started a personal branding firm and I was going hard in the paint kiosk I was going hard. <laughs> I started my podcast. I started blogging. I have my content out there. I showed up on LinkedIn. I was like doing all the things I was supposed to do. And I just felt like nothing was happening. Things was happening, but not like where I thought it should be happening. So around September-ish, I kind of stopped. I was like, okay, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that, but I don't know. Because it's not, it's not doing what I wanted to do. I'm doing all this. And the return I'm getting back is not equivalent to what I'm expecting based on my output. Mm-hmm. So I'm a chill. <laughs> and I chill. And I kind of stopped. I stopped recording my podcast. I stopped posting on LinkedIn. This was like September. And in November, four people in like the same week contacted me on LinkedIn. Like, oh, I want you to speak. Oh, I want you to speak. Oh, I want you to speak. And I was like... Okay, cool. <laughs> I can see no problem. And it's like, yeah, I saw your podcast. I saw your YouTube. I saw your this. I saw your this from all that work I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was in vain 
It was not. Yeah. It was not. So you have to keep going because even though you feel like things aren't moving in the way you want it to move, things are still moving in the background. Yeah. So do not stop. Yeah. That is great advice. I think we have, we've get conditioned to, you see the success, right? And you forget like the seeds were planted so long ago. This is just it coming up out the earth, right? Like, right. You, you have to, you got to plant the seeds. You got to let the roots land. You got to, you have to till around it. You got to, you got to give it time. Just, yeah, just stick to it. That is, that's good advice for me too. I think, you know, I'm, I'm taking away, be patient and graceful to yourself. Yes. And just, and just work through it all. So I don't know. I'm circling back to like, I asked you what you're, but you're leaving in 2023 and taking the 2024. You're like, I'm taking it month by month. Maybe that's what it is. It's not setting these big grandiose things. It's just taking it step by step, month by month. What is it? What what am I gonna do new? What am I gonna put out there for me authentically, fully? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh no. I told you this whole thing was gonna be about me. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see my therapy bill, okay? I'm going to see my therapy bill. <laughs> it's okay. I, you know, I have a whole whole slew of therapists at this point. <laughs> Everybody keeps chipping in to, to make me a better version of myself, but I appreciate you guys. <laughs> no, we need that. You need that other person sometimes, I think, just to, to help you realign. And I think that that's good to, like, you are for your clients giving them some insight to it's not new it's just reflecting back what they have already put out in the world and said you know just continue to shine brighter don't dim so i think it's just this is just a conversation to say no you've been doing the work you've been putting it out there you've been you've been you the whole time and so just just be patient with yourself kiafa just you know look at you yeah you you, you need to be <laughs> you know, those overnight successes be 10 years in the making, child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I thank you so much for hanging out with me today and dropping those little tidbits. Uh, and I will catch everybody in the next one. Bye. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Yeah.